everyone, and welcome back to BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 2, Episode 10 of BoJack Horseman. Yes, and I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Kirsten, I'm great. We have finally gotten to the moment that we have been waiting for since we started this podcast. You have been vaccinated. First dose. First dose. Yes, me First too. First dose. Like, <laughs> let's, let's not get, let's not get so, you know, out of control, <laughs> but I did receive my my first dose yes and yes i feel good (laughs) yes and ding (laughs) i love that so much (laughs) i love that they did that through the whole episode but yeah like you i'm a pfizer gal so we don't have to break up the podcast (laughs) and feeling good feeling good a little the the, the arm hurts but that's true with any needle so uh if anyone's out there scared, don't be scared. It's great. It happened so fast. They didn't even, I didn't even hear what I was getting ahead of time. He just literally would, like stuck the needle in my arm. <laughs> when I went in, the guy I spoke to was, sat me down and was like, okay, so you're aware of which vaccine you're getting? And I was like, uh, yeah, Pfizer. And he was like, you're right. And was like, so pleased. But yeah, was, I, I was think I was told aware. three times. I was not aware. I was not told at any point. <laughs> I sat, I, so the way it, it is at the place where I went. So you go in. They're like, do you have an appointment in the next 30 minutes? And I'm like, yeah, why would I come in here if I didn't? I'm five minutes early. Like, I I guess I could have come 25 minutes ago. They, like, sanitize your hands. You go through. And then they're like, confirm your name and date of birth. And I give it to them. They're like, what's your phone number? Give them my number. Guy's like, ooh, Calgary number. And I was like, yeah, I know. I should change it, but I just don't want to. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I have an Alberta number, too. I could never remember a BC number. (laughs) Couldn't like, possibly. Okay, sure, sure, guy. Then you go through. Then you go through, and you stand in another line. And this is the actual vaccine line. So at this point, I'm in my second line. Mm-hmm. You go, and the line moved pretty fast. But all of the people who do the vaccinations have these l- paddles on long sticks: one green, one yellow, <laughs> one red. And they put up the green one when they're ready for another person to come get vaccinated at their station. And then the person managing the line will go like, okay, go to, I went to C1 is where mm-hmm. I went. But I don't know. I want to know what the yellow and red paddles mean. Cause I'm assuming that means something's going wrong. <laughs> Do not come here. Did like, they flip it over while you were sitting there? Like we are already busy. No, 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 no. Like they hold up a paddle, oh. but they're not like constantly holding up. They hold up a green when they're ready for someone to come to them. Oh, I see. And then I did see someone holding up a red paddle, but nothing was really happening. Oh, maybe they so, had to like go get more doses or something. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's like, hey, I'm out of the, that sweet, sweet mRNA. <laughs> but like m- my guy had like a basket with many syringes in it mm-hmm. and they still came and brought him more. Yeah. When I went, there was a girl right behind me and <laughs> they were like, oh, I'm actually out of vaccine. And she had this look on her face like, are you kidding me? Like thinking that she was not going to get it today after getting all the way to the front of the line. And they were like, no, no, no. Just like just this person does not have any more. But she looked very upset. I would be very upset in that moment, too, especially didn't you have appointments? Yes. So when I heard them say that, I was like, <gasps> like, oh, I would be so upset for her. But no, anyway, it was fine. Well, she just went to someone of, else. One of my friends, she had an appointment booked and they went to the pharmacy and then they were like, sorry, we're out for the day. You'll have to come back another day. Oh, we just didn't furious. get as many as we expected. She ended up getting it like within a week anyways. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. But yeah. So and then you go and you wait and you sit in chairs for 15 minutes and yes i got a sticker oh yeah your sticker was so much better than mine mine was a piece of garbage that fell off of me instantly 
oh, this one has like a really good adhesive. It stuck yeah. to me and then I stuck it on my phone for the rest of the day and now it's on my mic stand. Yeah, this one was trash. It was just like a crappy piece of paper that had clearly been printed on like a Microsoft Word label template and oh, it was terrible. no. No, these, they got us those good, good stickers. Yeah, no, that's, I would have preferred that immensely because they were like, would you like a sticker? And I was like, would I? And then they gave it to me and it was trash. Someone turned down the sticker. Well, that person. I, like sitting, the person sitting closest to me was like, I'm good. And I was like, You think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but then we were talking about this on my stream, and one of the people in the chat was like, Yeah, I declined the sticker both times. And no offense, because I'm not five. And I was like, <laughs> No offense taken, but I am five. <laughs> If I were five, then the vaccine wouldn't be approved for me yet, sir. Yeah, uh, God, I was able to get the vaccine, which means I'm at least 12, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm not ashamed. I was very, very ashamed of how crappy my sticker was, though. Well, the Ontario government should be ashamed of that <laughs> and many other things. Indeed. Well said. <laughs> That's not your fault. You didn't print the sticker. <laughs> It'd be really funny if you printed your own I got vaccinated sticker. Oh, yeah. It would have been better than this piece of crap. Well, yeah, you're a one. It would have been <laughs> high quality. High quality. Have you ever received a sticker when you vote? Uh, no. I've never been offered one. I assumed no. it just wasn't a thing in Canada. But I've been informed that sometimes in BC you get a sticker when you vote. Wow. So now I this? can't wait to vote. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never been offered one either. Huh weird okay well good to know i guess we could probably leave vaccine corner now that it's been seven minutes of talking about the covid vaccine but this has been vaccine corner we've been sitting and waiting so long and now it's only eight weeks to go before i'll get my second dose true yeah so i think this is what like episode 21 or something of bojack and uh, we have been talking about this the whole time so yeah like we when did we record the first episode of bojack horse pod like the one that we released yeah something in january january like the 11 the first episode came out the 11th right i believe so and we recorded it on the 4th i think really god so early we jumped in. We sure did. Jeez. Let me tell you. I can tell you exactly when it was released. So episode one was released on January 18th. Okay. So we did it on the, we did oh, it on 11th, the 11th. Probably. Then. Yeah. Okay. So if we had gotten our first dose of the vaccine, the day we recorded the first episode, we would <laughs> have our second dose by now. And how little content we would have had. <laughs> This I feel like anyone who's coming back to listen to this podcast like from the future <laughs> is like, wow, this really was in a time and a place. Yeah, why did they think this was interesting? I believe in really dating your art. Yes, I think, yeah. Like, I, it needs to live in a specific time and place. Mm-hmm, I think so. Okay, so yes and. Yes and. <laughs> this episode was a lot. Yeah, and it's funny because I was talking about this episode with one of our dedicated listeners, Deidre, and she was saying, 
that the last episode was really heavy and I was like, well, this one's lighter, but it, it's it's a roller coaster. No, it's okay. I don't think this episode is light. I think yeah. this episode is very heavy, but mm-hmm. they try to mask it with humor and it doesn't work. It just makes you sad. This episode <laughs> made me so sad. Yeah. So I think in my head, I'm like, oh, it's the improv one. That's like not so heavy. But in fact, this is actually, there's a lot going on here. Well, I think that's much like, you know, how art imitates life is that yeah. in life you think, oh, improv is so fun, but but then if you know anybody who does it, you're like, I, it's actually a nightmare. It's actually the worst. <laughs> it's actually a cold. When I was first moving to Toronto, one of my friends was like, ooh, we can go to an improv class. And I was like, I've decided I'm not moving. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, let me be honest here. I would go to improv classes. Not into it. I would love to do improv. <laughs> but I also think my whole life is improv. I don't have a script. <laughs> It's true. Like all of your Twitch stream, that's all improv. We're all making it up as we go along, baby. Yeah. No, my favorite. Okay. I'm going to. I like improv a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a nerd about it. Like I don't know anything about it, but I really <laughs> like going to improv shows. I think it's very fun. The most recent one I went to was when I was last in New York City. And it was really, they were really good. Sam's friends are really funny and good. But before that, we used to go to the Calgary Improv Festival every year. And every year, Colin Mockery would come for one night of it. And so we would always go for the Colin Mockery night, who's obviously famously from Whose Line Is It Anyways. Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, Yes, I love that guy. He's so funny. And one of the years that we went, they were like, we want to volunteer from the audience. And I got to be the volunteer from the Uh. audience. And so the way that that sketch worked was that they did all of the dialogue, but I had to move their bodies for them. Oh, my God. And... It was very funny. I did a really good job and everybody loved it. And the improv actors were like, hey, good job. Oh, man. So, I'd be insufferable after that. I'd be telling I, that story constantly. Let me tell you. I mean, it was in like 2013. So. <laughs> and we're still telling it. <laughs> I, I don't really tell it often because it's like the least cool thing I've ever done. Like nobody. Ca- like, I think that that's the thing, too. To like keep track of based on this episode of budget. Nobody cares about your improv class. Like no, no not one person. Like to anyone listening who doesn't. I'm happy for you. I love you. And I also don't need to hear about your improv class. Okay. <laughs> um, I've seen that, some very good improv. But also I would hate it a lot. I've always wanted to do it. And I've never had the opportunity. Yeah. And I think you'd I be just, good at it. I Based on your experience. I, my whole life is improv. <laughs> and based on being told you did a good job in 2013. <laughs> I yeah I did it ended up with a leg waxing bit and I made the guy wax the other guy's leg and then I moved the guy's hands up to his face like ah it hurt so bad (laughs) it killed the Calgary Improv Festival (laughs) how could it not (laughs) okay so this episode (laughs) <laughs> yeah we, are we should about talk it. about it let's talk about it <laughs> what do we know do we know things <laughs> let's find let's out, find out. <laughs> okay so the episode starts with diane just passed out on bojack's deck on like a like a lounge chair mm-hmm. and she looks a whole mess she is very filthy and her hair is all messed up and she's just passed out food and booze all around her yeah, she's she's not doing well, and Bojack and Wanda come out, and you can tell that Wanda is furious that Diane is there. Mm-hmm. She specifically says that she's overstaying her welcome. She says, do you think she's dreaming about not overstaying her welcome? 
<laughs> I love Wanda. She's so good. Wanda did such a good job in this episode. I also really liked how Bojack goes, hey, she ordered that wine and I thought it was going to be her thank you gift and she was going to leave, but then she just drank it all. <laughs> thought that was a thank you present. Yeah, I love that too. So it's like, obviously, Diane, Diane's been there. We find out she's been there a week. Mm-hmm. Which is a really long time to stay with someone without having planned it in advance. Yeah, and also to not have told your husband that you are back in the country. Yeah, this is an ongoing problem. Mm -hmm. The lies and deceit. Yes. So Todd also comes out. He really wants someone to fly a kite with him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when he comes in, he's like, good morning. And Diane goes, ah, Kinko, which is like very rough. Well, yeah. And she goes, why is it so daytime? (laughs) Like, well, Diane, you're a whole mess. This is not good. Diane's going through some stuff. Diane has a little bit of PTSD from that orphan dying. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah, I I would agree. (laughs) But she also needs to tell her husband where she is. Agreed. Yes. Like deeply. But yeah, so Todd wants them to fly a kite and Bojack is like, kites are just sky trash. (laughs) (laughs) No, kites are sky trash. So good. That's That's a great line. What are your feelings about kites? Do you have any? Okay. I don't think I've ever actually flown a kite. It's actually surprisingly difficult, I will say. Or in the experiences I have had, it's just been like so windy, they just go crashing to the ground. We were supposed, we had to build a kite in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And my dad helped me build this kite and we built it. And I think we just made it with too high quality of materials because it was too heavy. Ah, yes. Too good. It was too good. Sometimes people fly kites near where I am because we get like that nice ocean breeze. Mm-hmm. Have you, you, have you ever actually flown a kite? So I've attempted to fly a kite on the other ocean breeze on the beach. But yeah, it's just so windy that they just like fall down all the time. Maybe when you are here, we can fly a kite. Oh my God. I actually feel like there's much better activities we can do. Yeah. Like (laughs) Welcome to Vancouver. We're going to fly a kite. Like going to a bar, like a a patio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds way better. I'd much rather go to a patio. Yeah. If we run out of ideas, we can fly a kite. I mean, I guess we could go for like a hike. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a thing people do here. People love hiking. I don't Classic love hiking. <laughs> That's also another former Bumble profile of mine, which is like, please don't make me go hiking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. I like that you set expectations so clearly. Well, okay. I think actually I had it as please don't make me go hiking. And then at another point I had it where it was like, will not hike until at least the third day. <laughs> <laughs> do not ask me to hike. Not Well, because it. that wasn't like in Alberta. That's all anybody wants to do is they're like, let's go for a hike. And I'm like, listen, you're a stranger. I'm not going to the mountains with you. You're not like, going I'm, into the woods where no one can find me. I'm trying not to become a statistic. Like mm-hmm. that's my ultimate goal in everything I do is I'm trying not to become a statistic. I'm trying not to appear on one of the podcasts that I love so much. But again, if I had to die, I would like it to be murder so that there could be like a documentary about me or like a, a movie or like a podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Famous that even was, in death. Someone asked recently, they were like, would you rather die by drowning or die by murder? Yikes. What's your answer to that question, Lindsay? <laughs> uh, drowning probably. See, I said murder, and here's why. (laughs) Our society, you may or may not know this, Lindsay, our society is racist, okay? And I am a pretty blonde woman. So Mm -hmm. if I die tragically, I will be a news story. That's a great point. So it's like, do I want to be a news story for like a day by drowning? 
Or do I want like a new story that endures hmm. by being murdered? And then maybe there'd be an episode of my favorite murder. Maybe there'd be like a podcast series about me. And maybe then you'd finally be on a true be, crime podcast. Like, finally. Like maybe oh there'd God. be like a Netflix documentary. Like if I have to choose between the two. Like obviously if I don't have to choose between the two, I choose to live. Yes. This is not an endorsement. Please no one murder Kirsten. Please do not murder me. That'll be my next bubble bio. <laughs> please don't In spite of me. my wishes, please do not kill me. It's just that if it's between accidental drowning and murder, I'd rather be murdered. But I would right. rather live a long life and die peacefully in my sleep. Yes. That's my first preference. So. Yes. So everyone, <laughs> please try to contribute to that part instead. Please don't. Nobody murder me. <laughs> How did we get here? I have no idea. Sky trash? Oh, yes. People went hiking. Oh, yeah. from hiking to being yeah. murdered. Okay, I got it. I got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, so Todd asks Wanda to fly a kite, and she goes, sorry, I have to work. Some of us have jobs. Only some of us. Yeah, not all of us. Not some all of us. us. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out Todd is, in fact, one of those people. Yeah, so Todd goes to Hollywood stars and celebrities. Do they know things? What do they know? Let's find out. And he finds out that he's been fired and he goes, he goes, I'm back from my sabbatical. And J.D. Salinger's like, what are you talking about? I fired you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I thought when you said I was fired, you were just giving me the business. Yeah, no, it, it was the opposite. I was taking the business away. <laughs> so good. I lo- anytime they bring in J.D. Salinger, it makes me happy. He's incredible. He's so, so good. good. So good. He does ask Mr. Peanut Butter, and I also really enjoyed his reaction, which was like, put me down for a supersized, sounds great, but with an even larger mean course of, sadly, I cannot. <laughs> like, he was like, I've got a busy day. I've got to put on my suit. I've got to go to hair and makeup. we got to record the show, and then i got to take my suit off. <laughs> it's weird to me that, like, it doesn't seem like Todd would be aware that he shouldn't tell Mr. Peanut Butter that Diane is staying at his house. Yeah, it's... The- I feel like everyone is just like, Diane's going through it. Right. So Todd's in on it, apparently. They're all just lying. Yeah. They love lying. Love it. Okay, so then now Todd is feeling directionless and goes for a walk. And he all, he sees the Scientology poster. And I, I'll let you, I'll admit, I was scared for a second. <laughs> that he was going into the Scientology place? That he was going to join Scientology. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, he goes to something... Even more cultish. <laughs> I lo- yeah, we'll get to that like comparison later in the episode. But yeah, I, I do like how this episode is largely just an allegory for Scientology, <laughs> but they didn't want to say Scientology up front. And in fact, repeatedly say that they certainly it's not about that. Scientology. Scientology is not a cult. Definitely not. Improv is a cult. Yeah. Do you know what? What's your? How do you feel about cults? I I read a book what was it called Jeez, let me see at heaven's gate maybe it was called under the banner of heaven and it was about these two guys who i believe it was a father and son and they went and they just like killed their families oh yeah they were like fundamentalist mormons and one of them wanted to get into polygamy and his wife wasn't into it so he went and killed her and then killed his like brother and his wife and it's a whole thing oh my god yeah well that's spooky Ron and Dan Lafferty. They were brothers. Cult content is big. Yeah. Did you ever see that SNL sketch about the murder shows? No. Oh, my God. It's like murder shows, murder shows. And then it's like (laughs) just like all these women, like their like husbands go out for the night and they spend that time watching murder shows. But then at the end, like the husband comes back and it's like, do you know what's even better than that? 
cult show. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave the worst retelling of an SNL. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, everybody leave me alone. Speaking of cult and improv, that's what this episode is about. Yes, and. Yes, and the Secretariat <laughs> movie is getting worse and worse because it comes back to a scene of Secretariat teaching calculus to, I don't know who these people are. I mean, this <laughs> new director calls them gangbangers. Yeah, like he never taught calculus to inner city kids or something. He's like, I don't know what Secretariat did. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> what is this new director's name? Abe de Catfish. And who voices them? Great question. It's not on the IMDb. That's weird. Gary Marshall, who is listed as the executive producer of Horsin' Around. <laughs> it's weird that this role is just not credited. Yeah, it's very strange. I think I had a hard time finding who played Alan in the last episode as well. So I wonder if it's just like these people on the Or it's just like people from production. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I kind of love that for Alan. If he's just like some guy. (laughs) Just like in the show. Just got roped into it. Okay, my favorite thing is in the known for on Gary Marshall's IMDb. Like, it's got like, he's in a league of their own. He's in Never Been Kissed. But then in Pretty Woman, he was bum tour guide (laughs) sure anyways gary marshall very famous very famous as the tour guide very no very famous from like the odd (laughs) couple mork and mindy yeah i just like that that's like the one like like, he created all these shows the odd couple mork and mindy and happy days were all created by the same guy he created every famous show in the 70s playing the catfish (laughs) seems like a step down i don't know but he died shortly after oh because what this this was in 2015 right Uh, i think so yeah he died summer 2016 Hmm. rest in peace gary marshall an icon of the industry yes indeed he created every good show in the 70s Pretty much, yeah. Weird that he's not credited, but... Oh, it is. I, it's credited, but he's not on the episode page. Oh. So, like, on his, it does say that in 2015, he was Abe in BoJack Horseman on Yes And. Mm-hmm. But then on the page for Yes And, it does not list Abe. Oh, yes, it Weird. does. I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't know what, how I missed that, but anyways... It's fine. He's there. Thank God. Because again, <laughs> titan of the, the the TV industry. Indeed. Yeah. But uh, not so good at the direction here. They're not making Casablanca. Yeah, they're literally not making <laughs> Casablanca. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Secretariat did or didn't do. I wasn't there. Yeah. And it's like, nothing, every, there's all these little mistakes. And it's like, it's fine. We can fix it in post. We can fix it in post. <laughs> and so it like makes it seem... Like, Abe understands that, like, this is now a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. And so Bojack's like, okay, cool, this guy's on my side. Yeah, he's like, oh, we get paid either way. Like, it's not Casablanca. Studio wants gangbangers. We give them gangbangers. We still get paid either way. Mm-hmm. So Bojack's been invited for dinner. He also has a little meeting with Princess Carolyn, who is yes. in her incognito mode, like a trench coat and sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, shut your stupid mouth, you idiot. (laughs) Like, Like, I'm not here. And she's like, if I went to another agency, you'd come with me, right? And he's like, yeah, but like my career is over after this horrible movie comes out. She's like, well, what if we found you something to do before the movie came out? Mm -hmm. And then brings up that there's a off-Broadway play that wants BoJack. Mm -hmm. He's like, that sounds like something for real actors. 
She goes, yeah, it is. I told them that, but they want you. (laughs) They said they wanted you. (laughs) And so she's like, are you ready to go to New York City for six months? And Bojack says, New York City is a great place to live for exactly six months and only if you're extremely wealthy. Yeah, not a minute longer. (laughs) This is a pro New York podcast, though. (laughs) <laughs> I did like here that they're talking about the director of this play and Princess Carolyn's like, oh, yeah, they've been calling her the enfant terrible of the immersive theater world. And then they later clarified that that's a compliment. Yeah, I don't. And all of that went over my head. Yeah. My friend Jeremy is a big fan of using that term. And yeah, apparently it is a compliment. I don't know what it means. It means like the terrible child. Oh. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they're a rabble rouser. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a rabble rouser. <laughs> Traditionally yeah. refers to a child who is terrifyingly candid. <laughs> but wait, no, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> you are terrifyingly <laughs> candid. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a compliment. Uh, apparently. <laughs> it implies a successful and often young genius who's very unorthodox, striking, and in some cases, offensive or rebellious. Oh, I'm not a genius. I don't know. You're an improv genius. <laughs> stop it no i'm not it's they say in improv you're supposed to yes and but in this moment i'm gonna say no but (laughs) no but stop okay so now todd is learning what improv is he's like who wrote those hilarious jokes (laughs) yeah and uh, he's winning them over except for brian brian who's so rude yeah yeah we had a question from deidre which i guess was just a statement that says please talk about how terrible brian is no wonder everyone i know named brian doesn't go by their first name (laughs) my name's brian and you haven't won me over yet I love how they're like, Todd's like, oh, so we just make it up. We see, we go along. And everyone's like, now you're getting it. And Brian's like, it's actually incredibly complicated and requires years of training. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. <laughs> oh, incredible. And then the guy goes, first class, $200. Todd's like, but you said it was free. And he goes, I was doing an improv. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest things about this episode is how they go like, mm, improv that person. I was doing an improv. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like that's not how people actually talk. No, but I love it. <laughs> but if it is, if anyone here does improv, let, let me know. know. If you go up to people and go, I was doing an improv. Yes. It's not about constant clamoring for attention and validation. <laughs> if you say so. Uh okay so we do also get a little interstitial of mr peanut butter talking on the phone with diane talking about how diane is so good wants to talk to one of the like refugees about how good diane is like very troubling stuff here like in the first case troubling because she's in bojack's house and has not told him which also you'd think he would have popped by bojack's house by now yeah oh i guess they did just have that fight though at the game show True, but I feel like he kind of, he decided to forgive him, right? They kissed. And they kissed. I don't know. It really made me laugh when Mr. Peanut Butter's like, a guy here, his wife works with at-risk teens, and I'm like, compared to my wife, your wife is total bullshit. And he agreed. (laughs) He had no choice but to agree. Incredible. Love that. But again, so like, this is troubling because Diane's not really there, but also even if she was there doing good, really weird to be like, I want to talk to one of the refugees about how amazing you are. Yeah, yeah. Problematic. Like, how about let people live? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's weird and I don't like it, but back at the at the bar where the improvs have gone after the bar, <laughs> after the improv, sorry, class. Shenanigags. Shenanigags. They are starstruck because Copernicus is there. He's the founder of Shenanigigs, and yeah, can't just go talk to him. 
Very, he's got like a weird beaded curtain thing around his booth. Yeah, he creeps me out instantly. Mm-hmm. And then Brian's like, well, if you're one of us, go prove it. Go improv that woman. <laughs> you're down with the prov. You got to prove that prov. I guess we could talk about how Brian is voiced by Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah, yes, we could talk about that. The director of Knives Out. Oh, definitely didn't know that. Oh, my God. Oh, Ryan. (laughs) He only has two acting credits. It's two episodes of BoJack Horseman and then an uncredited role in Rogue One as an Imperial technician. (laughs) Amazing. Much more uh, director, writer, producer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. He directed three episodes of Breaking Bad. Wow. Comes full circle. Yeah. All these people with such long and storied careers. But yeah. So anyways, Brian's the worst. Mm-hmm. We got to prov that woman. Got to prov that woman. And I really didn't even write down what Todd says, but it was really stupid. And then they were like, oh, my God, yeah, you, you did it. Yeah. He goes up to this old woman and she's like, oh, I'm just waiting for my friend Doris. And Todd says, your friend exploded or something. And then the old woman's like, Doris? And like, yep. And they're like, good job, Todd. You, you just got provved. Yeah, and then the old lady's like, poor Doris. It looks like she's crying. Yeah, but Copernicus liked it. Yeah, Copernicus is like, okay, okay, Todd. (laughs) I see you. I I see you, Todd. Okay, then we go to the dinner with Bojack and Wanda and Abe and his wife. I don't know. Shirley. Shirley. Okay, but Shirley definitely isn't credited. Shirley Catfish. Well, Abe, Abe doesn't even have a last name on the IMDb. Oh, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. John Cho voiced the lead improver. Okay, wait, but this is a big deal. John Cho is a big deal. John Cho. Oh, you, you're not going to know who John Cho is, and it's going to hurt everybody. Harold and Kumar guy. <laughs> but then he was also in... Oh, was he in that movie that... Oh, God, help me. What was that movie about the guy and his daughter, and he's looking for her, and it was all on the computer? The guy and his daughter, and he's looking for her, and it's all on the computer? Yeah, she's like missing, and it's called searching. Yeah, here we go. Mystery thriller computer screen film set entirely on computer screens and smartphones. Follows a father trying to find his missing 16-year-old daughter with the help of a police detective. I'm sorry. You know who John Cho is because (laughs) of the movie Searching from 2018. I know I'm better from Harold and Kumar, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm sorry. I have to go. (laughs) This is a great opportunity, though, to talk about the short-lived TV series Selfie, which was so good. It was, Selfie was a TV, like, modern-day version of My Fair Lady, and it was with John Cho was making Karen Gillan into a a lady, and she is, like, the stereotypical, like, very sexy, like, pharmaceutical rep, and he's, like, teaches her to be a lady, and they fall in love. I'm just looking at the description for this movie because I remember it so vividly, searching. This movie made him the first Asian-American actor in history to headline a mainstream thriller film in Hollywood. Was that a mainstream thriller film? Because I've never heard it yet. I don't know. So it grossed over $75 million against an $880,000 budget. Received I praise. I guess that's pretty good. Direction, acting, unique visual presentation, and unpredictable storyline. Has Deborah Messing in it, too. Huh. Yeah. Put it on the list. <laughs> I feel like I saw, I may have seen this in theaters. Remember theaters? Yeah, barely. Hmm. Anyways, John Joe's a big deal. So, okay, they're at the dinner. 
and they talk about how Bojack is going to go do a play and Abe's wife goes, that's my favorite place to eat crinkly candies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I also wrote that down. I laughed so hard. Yeah, because they're very into it. They're like very on board with the fact that Bojack is going to go be in a play like in whatever this ends which should be in like a week which is in a yeah they finish shooting in a week but then bojack makes a fatal error yeah and he says that he's going to be glad to finally do something good yeah yeah something that isn't a piece of shit the director's like what are like what are you talking about Mm-hmm. so then wanda and shirley leave the room and abe like crawls across the table into bojack's face mm-hmm. and he's like you come into my home and you call my work shit? Well, I think you're shit. You think I don't mm-hmm. get enough takes? I'll get more takes. Like, I don't think you're going to be done in a week. Yeah. Yeah, and Bojack's just like, what? I thought, like, you knew what this was. And he's like, no, like, I, I, when I said we're not making Casablanca, we're not making Casablanca because that's already been made and this is a different movie. Yeah, and Bojack's like, wait, so you just said we literally weren't making Casablanca. <laughs> it's a big blind spot, I feel like, that I haven't seen Casablanca. I downloaded Casablanca probably four years ago and still haven't watched it. Like It's just been sitting on my computer. You should not admit to a crime on a podcast. I've purchased it legally on iTunes. Oh. Yeah. It's one of three movies I have purchased legally on iTunes because everything else is streamable on Netflix. I only have one movie, I think, that I purchased legally on iTunes, and I got it a long time ago because now, obviously, I can watch this on Disney+. Plus. It's mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog. Oh, you know what? I've never seen that either. It's so good, Lindsay. Princess and the Frog is so good. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll check it out. I have, okay, you ready for this? I have Casablanca, Mm -hmm. It Takes Two, and The Princess Bread. (laughs) These are the movies in my... You have It Takes Two? Yep. Iconic. Iconic, yes, because I really wanted to watch it. There was nowhere to stream it. I was like, I wonder if this holds up. Turns out it does. Of course it does. I can't believe you would even doubt it for a second. Yeah. Okay, so now Bojack's in a very bad mood. They're back home. He's pissy. Diane's pissy. Wanda's just trying to get Bojack to look on the bright side a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Diane goes, or you could sulk. And Bojack's (laughs) like, Diane makes a point. Yeah. (laughs) And so in the middle of all of this, Todd comes in. And he really wants to become a level two so that he can be on the main stage. (laughs) Oh, shit. Todd's in a cult. Yeah. Diane just in the background is like beaking them all. (laughs) And Bojack says, I learned a lot about cults when I was in Scientology for a year because I read a book about cults. Scientology (laughs) is not a cult. Improv is a cult, not Scientology. Yeah, very explicitly. Are you saying Scientology is a cult? No, improv is a cult. (laughs) Well, I feel like Scientology is probably pretty litigious. Oh, definitely. Yes. So they couldn't really say outright. Like they probably Mm -hmm. really wanted to do a full Scientology episode and were like, Tom Cruise will sue us. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love the lengths that they go to here to defend Scientology. Yeah, Scientology sues people to destroy church opponents. Like, there's a whole section in Wikipedia about Scientology court cases. It's probably pretty lengthy. It's a lot. There's lawsuits in many countries. Many Whoa! countries. Oh. In Canada, RV, Church of Scientology of Toronto et al., 1992. The Church of Scientology was convicted on two charges of breaching the public trust, and seven members were convicted of, on various charges. Whoa. And then there's also in Hill v. the Church of Scientology. Justice Casey Hill, at the time a Crown attorney involved in the RV Church of Scientology case, sued and won for libel 
the largest libel damage award in Canadian history because it was shown that a file had been kept on him as an enemy oh God. in Canada. There's a lot there. There is a lot there. Anyways, that was legal corner. <laughs> the litigious nature of Scientology and why we can't talk about it. But yeah, so that's why they, they could not say that Scientology is a cult. And I would never say that Scientology is a cult. No, it isn't. It's improv is a cult. So Todd goes back to improv and says, my best friend said improv is a cult. That's crazy, right? <laughs> Sounds like your friend isn't yes-anding you. Which, Kate, to be fair, I feel like in general you do want your friends to yes-and you. However, at times, a true friend is the one to say, stop that. Mm-hmm. You are in a cult. <laughs> no but. <laughs> yes. Just you're in a cult. You're in a cult. Call your dad. Yeah. And Brian is also missing. And yeah, he was too negative. Copernicus thought he was negative, so he sent him on the shenanigans cruise. <laughs> oh, Brian. And Todd goes, is that a punishment or a reward? And we find out that that's up to Brian. Yeah, and there's this extremely dramatic music every time the giggle ship is mentioned. Yeah, it sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Very ominous. Back at Bojack's house, Diane is a full disaster. <laughs> And Bojack's like, how long are you going to stay for? Yeah, because I think Wanda has said, like, you do need to talk to her. Wanda's like, what is going on in my home? Fix this. Yeah. Which is understandable. And she goes, oh, is Wanda making you get rid of me? I feel like, is she, is she that, like, snarky about it when she asks? I felt like she had that energy. But... Yeah, and Bojack's just like, no, nobody's making me do anything. And then he's like, anyways, I got to go to work. And she's like, or you could skip work and drink and watch Horse Around with me. Yeah. And that's what he does. That's what he does. And so they're, okay, they're watching Horse Around. And this is how you can tell, like, Diane is in a very bad place because she is dragging Bojack down to her level. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Sabrina was such a bitch. Yeah. And Bojack's like, well, she was an orphan and had a pretty bad life. (laughs) Diane's just like, meh. It's not good. No, no. Yeah, she normally Bojack is dragging her down, but this time Diane is dragging him down. I wrote down, oh, right. It was something from the TV. It talks about a show called, Oh, You Didn't. Oh, You Did. <laughs> and I laughed really hard. But I was like, why in my notes does it say, Oh, You Didn't. Oh, You Did. Just in the middle of this. <laughs> well, then, then my next line says, why bother doing anything? True story. But also okay. with their context. Here's the thing. It's funny to be like, mm, life's hard and then you die. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to care about stuff. And it's mm-hmm. cool to do stuff. Yes, agreed. So that's It's funny, I think I I think I use the like we're all gonna die anyway as justification for why you shouldn't care too much. But also like see you should probably care while you're here. That's that's like very pure. You know? <laughs> well, I don't have time to unpack all of that right now. <laughs> so we're just going to um, scoot along to Princess Carolyn's good, office good. where Rabitowitz is back, comes into the office. They are kissing passionately. We find out that the business is getting registered in Princess Carolyn's name and it's just until the divorce is over. And don't worry, he's not going to leave her with the bag. Definitely not. Yeah. No, is it like the divorce lawyers or something that he's talking about? Like, they're hawks. Not literally. Well, but one, one literally. of them literally. Yeah. They're watching him like a hawk. Right. <laughs> Actually, he might be a falcon. <laughs> oh, my God. Kay, speaking of birds. Yes. Did we talk on the last podcast about how I saw a crow attack a woman? Yes. Actually, I don't know if that was on the podcast or if that was afterward. All I can think about is how maybe they were actually ravens. 
and oh. she like disrespected them by calling them crows. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, get Chappelle back on the pod. Yeah, get Chappelle on the pod to talk about this. But actually, we should get Chappelle back on the pod. Well, yeah, Chappelle <laughs> has a Money in the Bank pass. True, yes. Okay, so Mr. Peanut Butter barges in. He's like, oh, your assistant wasn't there. They like jump apart because they were, mm-hmm. of course, macking. Rabinowitz yeah, has her- lipstick on his mouth. And I like his cover. He just goes, wow, look at this urn. And it's like Herb Kazaz's urn. I can't believe she just has that in her office. I know. She just kept it after they were like, because you guys were such good friends. Princess Carolyn, you should take it up to Ottawa or whatever. She just hasn't made it to Ottawa yet. Yeah, I guess. So they bring up the new firm and asking Mr. Peanut Butter to come with them. And I love how he goes, well, well, well. Looks like the cat is chasing the dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. he's totally in and he likes their matching lipstick and their hustle yes (laughs) okay back to bojack's house what are bojack and diane watching that they're so mad about so i think they're still watching horsing around and there's like a who is that character on full house kimmy she the one who never goes home (laughs) yeah kimmy gibbler so this kid's this kid's name is Goober, and they're like, go home, Goober. It's like, oh, my God, Goober, how come he never went home? Yeah. Like, yes. No, but then here's some things that are said that scared me a lot. Mm-hmm. Bojack says, hey, Goober, get murdered. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't write that down, but I do remember that now that you say it. That's and then uh, not good. it gets worse. Diane says, sit on a sharp dick, you piece of shit. Oh, my God. And I was, like, very taken aback by this. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a lot. It's like, whoa, this is a child. Yeah, wow, Diane, oh my God. Yeah, she's in a dark place. She is. Todd comes back and invites Bojack to his improv graduation. Mm-hmm. I know you called it a cult, but you're my best friend. It would mean a lot. Yeah, and he and he knocks over Bucking Can Palace, which did make me laugh. Which is their tower of beer cans. A lot of cans. Princess Carolyn calls and is like, you can't just not go to work. Like, we're going to get sued. Like, you have to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So Bojack goes back to work. It's actually super reminiscent of his mother in the last episode because Princess Carolyn's like, you wanted this, remember? And like, that's what his mom said, too. And he's crying about the cigarette. Yikes. Yeah. Don't draw parallels like that. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we we already discovered that like all of the women that he dates are just his mom. That was Sam's point. Yeah, yeah. So Sam's good point keeps reappearing. Ugh, classic Sam being right about everything. <laughs> he knows things. Let's we and we found out. Mm-hmm. So back on set, it's they're back in the Christmas set. He's proposing to some blonde lady, and the line mm-hmm. is like, "I'm sick of running in circles." Yeah, And Abe is like, get it again and again. Okay, five more times. Okay, ten more times. Yeah. So he just says over and over again, I'm tired of running in circles. I'm tired of running in circles. I mean, I do feel like some of the takes were better than others. So Yes, definitely. Better than when he's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are (laughs) you doing here? Like, all of those were bad. I don't know if we even want to touch this. Maybe we won't. Maybe I'll cut this after. But yeah, when he's proposing to some blonde girl, her, they have made it so that her name is Susie Side so that they don't have to deal with the suicide plot. Yeah, that was brought up earlier too. how the scene with the suicide in the secretary movie has been replaced with him swimming in an underground cave with his girlfriend Susie Side. Yeah, brutal. Why are they still making them? Just cancel the movie. Yeah, yeah. 
Like surely yes. like because before it was designed like it was going to be like a like some kind of critical darling. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a mess. Yeah. Now everything about this is terrible. Yeah. Everything is terrible. We hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bojack is upset. He's upset when he gets home too. Wanda says, we're taking a trip. Yep. When he asks why, she says, less asking, more basking. <laughs> In the sun, that is. We're going to Santa Barbara. Some time away would be good for them as a couple. Probably true. But then they get into a big fight. Yeah. Yeah, Bojack's, like, accusing her of just wanting him to, like, cover up his feelings and pretend to be happy. And she says there are lots of people who don't like their jobs and they don't have to bring it home with them. He says, of course, you're a network exec. You don't care about, like, of course you don't care about work. Bojack says a bunch of stuff, basically calling her life garbage, her whole thing garbage. She's like, I take pride in my work. Yeah, he says you keep failing sideways until you can retire and watch your former assistant's garbage. And she's not having it. She's like, every single good thing in your life came from network execs. Like, just because you're unhappy does not give you an excuse to take it out on me. And I'm like, go, Wanda. I loved that when she says, I'm sorry things have been so hard for you, but that doesn't give you the right to be shitty to me. And I love that line. I think that's so good. It's true. Boundaries, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter. Nobody has the right to be shitty to you. So I love it. Like, even if you're mad at someone and in a fight with someone... And the other nice thing is that she doesn't say, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. She says, like, I'm sorry things have been hard for you, which is, like, validating his feelings, but also being, like, and in spite of that, you can't be shitty to me. Yeah, you still don't get to just be a jerk. Yeah. And I will note also on a le- much lighter note, the lemon tree is still in his room, which I've never noticed before. <laughs> oh, I did not notice that today. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I saw it. It's, like, off in the corner. Pretty good. I mean, is that a lighter note? It's a lemon for asphyxiation (laughs) well i like that after he decided he wasn't gonna do the asphyxiation thing he just like didn't throw away the tree he's just like i'll keep this plant (laughs) wanda probably kept it true i like how it's like it's like basically they break up and she's like what happened bojack because it really did come out of nowhere well yeah because she says like i can't be around someone who's so bitter and negative and then he goes well then what are you doing here yikes and he says what always happens you didn't know Mm -hmm. me you fell in love with me now you know me. Yep. Gut punch. It's, ugh, it just hurts. Yeah. No, it's so bad. And like, it, yeah, it's it's horrible. Just like the more you get to know him, the more you see the real Bojack is someone who's going to be shitty to you. And he's hurting and he's lashing out. Mm-hmm. And she says that line that like, t- this is the one that I think stands out to me the most of the entire series where she says like, when you look at someone through rose colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. I-, I always point out that like the first time I heard that was from someone who I ended up needing to apply this quote to. So it's very poignant. It is. It really is. Yeah. So then Wanda leaves. And Bojack has one of his classic end of episode conversations with Diane. Yeah. About how... He's like, why aren't you going home? She's She knows that she should. She wishes that she could just go home and climb into bed. She wouldn't have to say, I'm sorry I left. I'm sorry I made things so difficult. I'm sorry I'm not the person I thought I was. And he mm-hmm. would just say, I love you. And then like a little story about monorails and then everything yeah. will be fine. And Bojack's like, you know, the longer you lie, the harder it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And she strikes right back with like, would that play in New York have made you happy? Yeah, for a little while, but then dot, dot, dot. Exactly, right? And then she's like, and then if you had made the secretary movie you wanted to make, would that have made you happy? For a little while. And he's just like, there has to be more. And she asks him when the last time was that he was actually happy. 
Mm-hmm. And then the episode kind of shifts gears into a montage. Yeah. No, he's so, just in the car. He's in the car driving. We don't know where he's going. Diane calls Mr. Peanut Butter and rather than telling him the truth, says that it's too hard to talk to him on the phone because she misses him so much and that they shouldn't talk on the phone anymore. Yeah. Which is like horrible. Mm-hmm. We see Tata improv looking out, seeing Bojack's empty chair. Yeah, chairs. And we see one on the other side in case he comes in the other door. Oh, so sad. <laughs> and then Wanda's at her sister's house making up a bed on the couch. Mm-hmm. Bojack is driving. And the doorbell rings at Wanda's house. You can tell she's hopeful that it's Bojack, but it's just the mm-hmm. pizza they ordered. Yeah. And then we see that Bojack has arrived in Arizona to see Charlotte. New Mexico. New Mexico. Why do I say Arizona? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's New Mexico. Yeah. Sorry, anyone from Arizona or New Mexico. I don't really know who's <laughs> insulted in that case. That's yeah. a long drive. Very long drive. It See, seems I think like that's, I think that's why I said it's Arizona, because I'm like, that's a feasible drive. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. Google Mapsing this. Yeah, I was just doing the same thing. I, it's, I uh, guess it's a 12-hour, 20-minute drive if you don't stop at all. Okay, so he just drove through the night. That, I think, would kind of make sense. Drove through the night and some of the day. Or he gets there, like, as she's opening the store. He didn't sleep at all? I guess he's on drugs. Yeah. But did he stop at all? He had to have stopped for fuel. You would think so. Well, I guess there would have been less traffic, too, in the night. Yeah, good point. Let's see. 283 hours, this, I think, has me walking. Why didn't he get (laughs) on a flight? It's only a two-hour flight. Yeah. Just wanted to go and drive and be there. See, in my mind, I was like, oh, he drove to Phoenix because, like, that's a feasible drive. Yeah. I don't know. I've done a few 12 hour drives. In one day? Oh, yeah. Last summer, we did a 16 hour drive in one day. I guess I did like a 12 ish hour drive when I moved here last summer. Yeah. Going to visit my parents last summer. We drove there and it took forever. That That day of driving across Quebec. Yeah. So long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've done that before. When we used to live in Ontario, we two times road tripped out to see my family in Miramichi. Oh, my God. It's so far. <laughs> it's such a long drive. And then there's this one, like, really long, windy road once you're in New Brunswick. Yeah, just the one road forever. It's brutal. Yeah, no. So we drove there last summer, and it took probably, like, 15 hours on the way there. But then on the way back, it took, like, 17 because we hit some traffic once we got back to the city. So brutal. Uh, well, at least you could switch off driving. Yes, that was helpful. That's horrible. Do you? But so when you go on a road trip with Cam, do you like ever sleep while he's driving and vice versa? Or do you stay up oh, yes. for each other? Oh, no, we definitely sleep. I can't stay up in the car. Like if I'm not driving, I'm out. I'm like a baby. <laughs> like the rocking of the car puts me ready to sleep. When we were coming back, I guess we got up at like 430 in the morning so that we would get home at a reasonable time. And I took the first shift and I drove for like one hour and then I stopped to get gas and I switched seats and I fell asleep before Cam was even done paying for the gas. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm the car just puts me out. Like we drove when we moved to Alberta from Ontario, we drove. It was like a week straight of driving. Oh my god. And my dad I was in the van with my dad and our cats. Mm-hmm. And my sister and mom were in the car together. Mm-hmm. And I slept like the whole way across. <laughs> like and my dad and I were listening to CDs and we only had two CDs in the car. One of them was Highway to Hell by ACDC, <laughs> and one of them was Nazareth's Greatest Hits. 
Oh my god. And so I would like fall asleep during the first song of Nazareth's Greatest Hits and then wake up again during the first song of Nazareth's Greatest Hits like a full CD later. <laughs> and it was very like disorienting in the car. And now when you hear those songs, do you think of that road trip? I don't think I ever hear those songs. Like when am I listening yeah. to ACDC or Nazareth? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We have feedback. Oh, hell Should yeah. Be- yeah, so we messed, we confused people because we changed the schedule. But a couple of questions from last time that we should resolve for Sarah. She says, did you ever sneak a cigarette when you were little? Not when I was little. Yeah, no, never. <laughs> I only smoke if I'm blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah, I said, I feel like we're of the age group where it was just like hammered into us our entire lives of like, you will die if you smoke cigarettes. Like, I, I feel like there was never a time when I wouldn't have felt guilty about it. Yeah. Was there, can you remember a time when you could smoke in restaurants and stuff? Like it's Well, yeah, probably... I, I remember getting asked for like smoking or non-smoking sections, like with my family. Yeah. So I feel like that probably stopped when I was like eight or nine. Something, yeah, it's got to be in there. Yeah. I don't know. And my parents always smoked. So like I was around yeah. smoking. Yeah, no, mine definitely did too. But like they But smoked they smoked outside. Outside, yeah. So starting a fire in the Hollywood Hills should be on the list of shitty things that Bojack does. I mean, the fire got put out. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it started a prolonged forest fire. So I think it's okay that we didn't put it on If there. it had caused like mass evacuations, it would be on the list. Yeah. But it was put out pretty easily. So I had a boss who was still watering the plants because she started at a company so early and was doing everything. This is a good lesson not to do ridiculous tasks. We yeah. agree. Don't do ridiculous yeah. tasks. Don't yep. do things then... you're not getting paid for. Yes, agreed. And then she said... I don't know. This episode kind of felt like a nothing burger. So that referring to the the last episode. Can you ascribe some meaning to it? I feel like we did probably. Did we ascribe meaning to it? I don't know. (laughs) I guess we just established that I finally knew how Kelsey got fired. But I guess that really was all we came up with. I guess the meaning was that you can try to ascribe meaning to anything. And that doesn't mean that it gets to stay. Nice. Things are outside of your control. Princess Carolyn doesn't want a simple life. I, I mean... Do you want a simple life? I don't want a hard life. <laughs> what about you? Do you want a simple life? I mean, like in some ways, yes, but in other ways, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, somewhere in the middle would be fine. Then for this episode, Deidre says, have you and Kirsten ever shotgunned a beer indoors? Because she thought it was absurd that Diane is just shotgunning a beer in the living room and doesn't make a huge mess. I have. And did you make a huge mess? Probably. I don't really mm-hmm. remember. I was shotgunning things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I don't like beer. Which cult is worse, improv or acapella? Ooh. Great question from Deidre. What about the improv acapella, Mike Bloom? Looking at you. I was in D.C. one time, incidentally, and I was in a restaurant and this acapella group. If I told this story on the podcast before, it's possible. I don't know. Anyway, there was an acapella group in the restaurant and they just started singing at their table and then they went around afterward and were asking for money. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was, yeah, it was not good. Like, you ruined my dinner. You should pay me. <laughs> you should pay me. Pay for my meal. So this is like near Georgetown. So it was probably like the Georgetown acapellakins. I don't know. Acapellakins? <laughs> should be a Bojack yeah, group. <laughs> absolutely should be a Bojack group. I think that both are cults. Both are bad. Yeah. I don't think acapella asks you for as much money. Yeah. My experience excluded. Well, yeah, but you weren't doing it. That was asking other people for money. Yeah. <laughs> like, they weren't asking, like, okay, performers, you all got to sing that rendition of Since You've Been Gone. 
Everybody right. put in 50 bucks. Fair. Yes. Good point. So I think improv's worse. Yes, I think I agree. That's all for feedback because people didn't know the plan. we're wild cards, baby. <laughs> but this, I'm a wild card. <laughs> the spreadsheet is up. It is on our Twitter. It is tinyurl.com slash bojackhorsepod. And it takes yes. you directly to a spreadsheet where you can ask us questions. Yes, so you can watch ahead now and don't have to worry about forgetting your questions. Exactly. Yeah. Get us your questions. Get us your feedback. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. Yes, I don't think we have any new ones. I just looked, but I can't remember. Let me check real quick. Yeah, no new ones. No new ones? No. So get on that, especially if you're in Canada. Yeah. You're stuck at eight. We are a Canadian podcast, and none of y'all are leaving us reviews, and it's honestly just an embarrassment. Yeah, and frankly hurtful. It hurts. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all for today. (laughs) <laughs> is there anything on twitter no there's nothing on twitter <laughs> okay beautiful and yes that's all for today um, that's that's it that's all for today wait is there anything we have to add to bojack's list of bad things from this episode oh i don't think so i think he's fine i think nothing that bad yeah like he breaks up with wanda but it's not like like he that's just like a shitty relationship it's not like yeah. really any one bad thing agreed it's just it's weird how when you meet someone and move in with them after two days maybe that's not gonna work out <laughs> It might not be super sustainable. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lindsay, you've you've got the Simpsons then and now. If people want to hear more from you, that is true. Go, yes. Check that out. Go check it out. I've got currently my Twitch stream. Check that check out. Check that well. out. Twitch.tv/slash Kirsten said what? We're having a great time over there, streaming all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. What are you streaming currently? We've been streaming a lot of Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. We've been streaming some Among Us on Sundays. Good. Which is what I'm going to be doing this afternoon. Okay, follow us at Bojack Horsepod on Twitter. Email us, bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. Fill in the, the feedback form, tinyurl.com slash bojackhorsepod, and leave us five-star reviews. And that's... Yeah, so we, that's got a heavy one next week. <laughs> there's the, we've got a lot going on next week, but thankfully we've got a great guest to break it down with us. Yes, very excited. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.